you who dare the comprehensive and unofficial guide to the tv show ice road truckers i am graham gilson and here with me is jake titus and we are your pathfinders on this frozen journey jake what's up my dude what it do graham what it do indeed how you been my brother i'm doing good man i'm doing good i feel like summer's here out uh-huh. and enjoying shit, living large, <laughs> drinking deeply from the fire hose of life. Wow, oh, yeah. love it. <laughs> what um, what's your uh, week been like? Enjoying summer? You you get outside, enjoy the heat. Um, <clears throat> what's my week been like? Enjoying summer? Uh, yeah. Last Friday, I had a all day team meeting at work, and maybe that doesn't sound exciting to some people, Ooh. but it was off the chain. Oh, um, yeah. it was like the like we had the remote people fly in. So this was like one of the first, kind of the first time really seeing everyone in person, and then you know had like happy hour afterwards, and then like five of us hung out. I have a pretty dope office, so we have like a rooftop situation in the North Loop. So like five of us just hung out there and like had beers and ordered pizza and chatted until like 10 p.m. And it was absolutely gorgeous. And it was just like so fun to be doing things with fun coworkers. So that was awesome. That was definitely a highlight. Dude, your work sounds way more sick than my work. My work slaps. (laughs) That's so cool, dude. To have like people that, you know, you like enjoy outside of work purposefully, you know? Yes. There's not like when you said like all day work party. Yeah. To me, I hear forced fun. I'm going to hate this. I'm being forced to do this instead of like, you know, trying to hang out with people that I would, you know, intentionally decide to hang out with. Yeah. But it sounds like this is kind of the best of both worlds. Like you would intentionally decide to hang out with these people, even if it wasn't a work situation. Yes. Like it's it's super wild. I have never like felt like I fit in as well in a work setting as I do here. So it's awesome. It rules fully. (laughs) Dude, I'm so happy to hear you say that, man. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, man. Because this is like a pretty fresh job for you. And sometimes it can be like a while while to like find your place and stuff. So, yeah, we're just a bunch of weirdos and I love it. (laughs) I'm so jealous. And you got a, you said a rooftop sitch in the North Loop. Is that like very hip, very now. Dude, (laughs) I'm so jealous, man. (laughs) I work in a basement. I actually work uh, in a old um, therapy vault. My office is shared with two other physicists in an old therapy vault. So not not only are we in the basement with no windows, the walls of this room are three feet thick of concrete Whoa. to shield from what the radiation that used to be in the room. Wow. So it is like completely soundless and there's only artificial light getting into that room (laughs) wow do you guys ever like microdose and shut off the lights and just like do some sensory deprivation (laughs) dude if i (laughs) if i thought i could get away with that hell yeah dude that sounds real rad i will say that the sentence like i work with two other physicists in an old therapy vault like i don't know what the fuck that means but it sounds <laughs> super radical <laughs> yeah that does sound pretty 
pretty right? cool. What's yeah, a like, therapy vault? Uh, there used to be a, a old Cobalt 60 machine in it. So uh, Cobalt 60 is a high energy X-ray emitter. It's a gamma emitter, actually, but we'll say X-ray. Yeah, I thought that. For, I thought that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, for the layman. <laughs> uh, anyway, they would um, they had a big machine that had a gamma source in it, and then they put a patient underneath the gamma source. They exposed the gamma source or this uh, cobalt sixty source, and it treats the patient below the source. So and so the vault keeps the therapy in. Yeah, so um, it is so much radiation that if a worker were nearby, you know, like when you go to the dentist and you get x-rays, uh-huh. the, <laughs> the person goes around the corner mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I guess, you know, drywall is enough to stop those x-rays. Well, if it's a little dental x-ray unit, yes. But if we're treating cancer, you need the around the corner is three feet of concrete to keep that uh, person safe. Badass. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I work uh, where that radiation used to be. And, and our super sure it no longer is. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, have, uh, nice. I have meters all over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would know. Good. Very I, good. I, <laughs> I would specifically be the person in the hospital who would know. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're good. Yeah, man. Nice. Um, What's been going on with you? um, Like 20 minutes before we started, I absolutely torched my pinky toe on uh, (laughs) on, on an ottoman. Uh, It's an ottoman with wooden feet underneath it. And I was like, you know, chasing my son around and just, I don't know if you've ever like caught just the pinky toe on a doorway or something oh yeah but it was bad dude yeah man (laughs) (laughs) oh man that is rough i immediately like it was one of those where you just like immediately fall to the ground (laughs) it's like i'm not gonna walk on this (laughs) and then i was like moaning and sarah was like oh my god is everything okay i was like i think so <laughs> Oof. Yeah, bad. those are so painful. I do that multiple times a week. Oh. <laughs> One day my toes are just going to fall off. Dude, multiple times a week. You got to pay more attention, man. I I agree. <laughs> there's there's some kind of proprioception like failure in my brain. <laughs> do you think it like in general or just specifically catching your toes on shit i think something specific to feet okay oh maybe a long time ago brain and feet had an argument Mm. and brains brains just always looking for a way to get back (laughs) at those fuckers (laughs) oh man um i'm doing okay now uh it feels okay Other than that, yeah, we have been getting outside as much as we can. Uh, We have a new nightly routine where uh, we take, uh, we have a a kiddie pool that we fill up with water every day. And then every night we um, bucket full by bucket full, use the entire kiddie pool to go water all our plants. Oh, Uh, wow. Yeah, so we take an hour to do that. It's really uh, relaxing and rewarding. Are you a gardener? 
at all or is katie either of you uh we don't have access to like outdoor space i have like as a child i had like a we had a vegetable garden and flowers but that was so i wouldn't say i'm a gardener no okay i was a child (laughs) (laughs) you've been a child before (laughs) yeah And your parents had a garden. <laughs> yes, that is the correct <laughs> phrasing. Do you, is, is that like something that is important to either of you someday? Or I mean, yeah, I would it? love to stop spending like $15 a week on fresh herbs. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would, I like really um, would like a yard and one of the purposes I would like to put that towards is food production and then, you know, beautiful, beautiful things. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I was not at all like interested in gardening or plants or even kind of having a yard whatsoever. Would have been happy really? not involving myself in any of that stuff um, before I met Sarah. And then it is like incredibly important to her to Mm. have even like a little outdoor space and her garden is like so meaningful to her to every day every year like go plant all these annuals and then like take care of it and like you know she's also got her perennials that she knows where everything is and whether it should be coming up and Uh uh-huh um yeah she's just like a real serious green thumb cool that sounds awesome like that sounds through, like a cool way for you guys to connect too. Yeah, through that, like I've learned, like I can walk around our garden and I know what all the flowers are, which it's kind of an accomplishment. Yeah, I never would have thought I'd be like a you know knowledgeable at all about flowers. Yeah, feels pretty good, man. That's radical. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. Should we uh, talk some ice road trucking? Yeah, let's let's get into it and talk about season two, episode five. Yeah. The, oh wait, the next episode after the last episode <laughs> that we watched. <laughs> so, so I think that we need to explain this to our listeners. Okay. So. <laughs> uh. So, Graham, you have paid yes. to receive access yep. to this show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have received, as far as we know, access to all of the show except for season two, episode five. <laughs> I that's that is accurate. <laughs> yeah. So we I think you and I diverge in one specific thing you paid directly to history vault and then mm-hmm. you log in to history.vault.com or you know whatever and then <laughs> you punch in it's your like username and password syntax? <laughs> <laughs> and you just watch right there mm-hmm. i um because i like everything in one place used amazon prime mm to purchase a subscription to history vault i'm betting at the same exact price that you did but then i watch everything through amazon prime so and that probably explains why 
there's no episode five because if it's the same exact price, it's like Jeff's guy gets his beak wet somewhere <laughs> and he just just gobbles up that episode. Yum, yum, and yum, now yum. that's that's his episode <laughs> that he gets to enjoy. Yeah, that is a Jeff Bezos only episode. Well, Andrew, oh. I suppose. <laughs> Turns out JB loves trucks. Yeah, so... In- I mean, that makes sense. Dude, I hope the dude loves trucks. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? He's got, got a lot of them. Well, right? yeah. He, like, <laughs> he likes testing the limits, that's for sure. My man's about to go up in space and, you know... We'll see whether or not he survives that. <laughs> we will. We will. He did. So I know Gates did. Did Bezos get divorced recently? Oh, yeah. Okay. So he's just doing a whole sort of like new me who dis kind of a spin right now, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Oh, me. I've been pretty good. Went to space. It's pretty tight. <laughs> really found myself up there it turns out uh i heard that bezos has a brother who is like a fake cowboy so like uh he dresses up as a cowboy all the time and like has some ranch that i'm assuming jeff bezos just like you know whatever gave him however many millions of dollars and was like get stay away from me go do your thing um and so, yeah, he's like a, he's like Jeff Bezos' cowboy brother. Uh, wow. Oh, Mark. I got to look up pictures, too, if we're looking at pictures of this guy, Mark. <laughs> Does he look funny? Huh. I don't know. It's just Mark. I don't know. There's something about the name Mark. <laughs> oh, and they're going to space together. I forgot. That's the other thing. <laughs> Him and his brother. Oh my God. Okay. How how has that not been the headline? It's one thing to be like Jeff Bezos is going to space. It's a totally different thing to be like Jeff Bezos and his brother are going to space together after his divorce. Total divorce guy energy. Oh damn. And afterwards they're gonna like go to the hard rock. They're gonna crush some <laughs> margarita zingers. <laughs> oh my god. This rules. Yeah, but in like a Bezos way where like they're going to build a Las Vegas Hard Rock Hotel for themselves or something, you know? Yeah, no, they, they're going to actually transport themselves into a hard rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just metabolize the energy. Oh, man. Ooh, huh, how about that? That was a fun little. So, so um, yeah, so what happened in episode five? I don't know. I'm never going to know. And you know what? Graham, as you observed, uh, so episode four was Into the Blizzard. It was. Here's the Blizzard. The big Blizzard. The big Blizzard. (laughs) A delightful children's book. Um, Episode five is something like Whiteout or A a Big Wind or something. So it's just like. titled Arctic Whiteout. Arctic Whiteout. (laughs) The big Blizzard followed by Arctic Whiteout. Okay, I guess just one more again, huh? (laughs) (laughs) So I don't think we're really missing out on character development or plot points. Yeah, I, um, after watching this 
uh, season two, episode six. I'm not sure that we missed out any character, important character arcs. Yeah, maybe a little sure something didn't. with Rick, which we can get into. But uh, <clears throat> mm-hmm. that nobody else has changed their circumstances in any meaningful way. And hey, if that isn't an actual real insight into the workaday world, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> No oh, one man. has changed their circumstances in any meaningful <laughs> way. <laughs> it does kind of bum me out thinking about how, like, my job, if they tried to make a documentary series about my job, they literally they couldn't. It, there's no difference day to day. They Maybe if they filmed for, like, years, they could get enough footage that it's, like, to make it, you know, uh, compelling. <laughs> But they named four, what, four, five episodes in one week span for this show. So, yeah. yeah. Again, the, it's so expensive to rent the cameras, Graham. <laughs> so once you got them, you got to just crank that footage out. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. All right. What um, do we got in this ep? What do you think? We got uh, Alex doing some. Oh, I did. Well, hold up. Hold up. Shut up. Jake. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Season two, episode six, Lost on the Ice. It's <laughs> 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 nice oh, Foley work. That was very good. <clears throat> um, welcome back, listeners. <laughs> Ooh, some ASMR for our. Uh... <laughs> the, on this episode of um, your favorite podcast, Few Who Dare, we're going to be talking about a very specific time in the life of our four favorite boys, Alex, Rick. Alex, Alex. Hey, at one point. Ice Road it... <laughs> Rick. <laughs> At one point, he, and I think he's done this multiple times, um, and we'll get into Alex, but he, on the radio, calls himself Alec. Really? I've, I'm fairly certain that, like, when he's radioing in a, at one point in this episode, he's like, yeah, this is Alec. Uh, and then he goes on. I don't know. Something to look for in the future. I'm not 100% sure, but I feel pretty confident that... He calls himself Alec. Alec is probably his on the road persona. Mm. And maybe that helps to explain the difference between him <laughs> having a priest lay hands on him and his hundred children versus cracking jokes about his wife's weight. Yeah. He's a different man <laughs> on the ice. It wasn't Alex doing that. That was Alec. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so let's set this up. We uh, don't know how long has passed between um, this and the last episode, but the big thing that's happening in this episode, I'd say it's kind of the overarching theme here, is that uh, Apput is uh, being decommissioned, which is one of the rigging sites, and they're moving all of the equipment to Langley. And so kind of everybody gets involved in that. Big team effort. It's very exciting. Again, it creates this fun atmosphere where like they're all doing the same thing. And so it 
it or well, they're all involved in the project. They're not doing the same thing. Yeah. But it just creates this natural cohesion to the storylines. It's like there was that season one episode where like three or four of them, like Jay, I think, and Alex and someone else were all in one convoy. And it was yeah. like super fun to follow that, to follow their journey. Totally. Yeah. Now that you say that, like, that really does make a huge difference in the show when they share a common goal and like, yeah, because otherwise why would these characters ever interact and why should I have to follow all these individual, like, Oh, he's doing this at this place. And this guy has to do this separate thing. It's much more pleasing to be like, everybody's involved in this one project. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because there's this tension between the the framing that they leaned into way hard for season one, which was just like, it's just, it's a fucking no holds barred street fight competition. Who's going to make the most money. But like, there's so much collaboration and cooperation in this. Like, um, you know, they are, there is a sense that like, we're all trying to get the job done. And that seems to be shining through a little bit more in this season. And I think that's far more compelling. Mm -hmm. And there's like much more to explore there. Like, honestly, I don't give a shit how much money these guys make. It's really interesting to see them each kind of doing their piece and interacting with each other as part of this like larger enterprise. That's super fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. And seeing them like, Uh, This season, it seems they are talking a lot about learning on the job because they're put in a more challenging situation further up north. So there is a lot of like that as kind of an overarching theme for this season as well, it seems like. Yeah. Truth. So Alex, Alec, um, my man is told to go up to Apput and pick up a load and um we get some good foreshadowing <laughs> uh i think jerry Dewsdall is the one who's like is it jerry who's telling him what to do i don't think that's jerry the guy who gives him directions okay who was that is that just his boss it's his boss i can't remember the dude's name and his boss like has a dog with him that's like fucking running <laughs> around and being distracting too <laughs> It's it might as well be just like a guy who lives next to the yard. Yeah. <laughs> um so he's telling Alex about like where the turn is and what to look for and um they go back and forth and Alex is like, "Oh, well, you know, he has some question about it." And they like let the cameras roll and and leave this <laughs> in very specifically like, "All right, the directions are pretty important." And then uh, the boss is like, well, yeah, you should be able to make good time, uh, really rip up there with no uh, no load attached. Or maybe that was a voiceover. It must have been the voiceover. He said yeah, he doesn't have yeah. a load, so he'll be able to really make some good time heading up there. I <laughs> this the foreshadowing is so ham fisted because like <laughs> these directions are such shit. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just like you can't miss it. 
Well, okay, okay, that's good to know. But hey, how many kilometers is it? Or about how long should I be driving before I see it? You can't miss it. It's like <laughs> the guy basically refuses to provide any meaningful information and just repeatedly asserts that it will be apparent. And like that is that kind of interaction is such a pet peeve of mine. It's like, yeah, you know, no, no, no. I, I'm happy I'm not going to miss it, but this conversation we're having right now is where we enable me to not miss it. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a point. We're doing it right now is the thing. We're doing the thing. (laughs) Until you tell me or give me a map. Yeah. I was honestly really surprised that Alex is just like, all right, cool. Sounds good to me. Um, yeah, well, so Alex misses his turn. Big surprise. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. And it's, uh, funny enough, it's a a pretty small hand-painted sign, right? It is. It is. Yep. But it is, like, comical how he misses it, because he's, like, shifting, I guess, and, like, puts (laughs) his head down to look at the shifter or something. (laughs) And there's, there's footage, well... This could have been created after the fact, I guess. Yeah. It looks like there is footage from inside the cab of the sign just going by. (laughs) Yeah, I was wondering about that, too. Like, was that real time footage from in Alex's cab of him missing it? Or was it like, you know, they did some tricky editing to make it look really convincing? You know how they pull their Hollywood magic. (laughs) You know what? I like it better if it's if it's all true. I want yes. it to be real footage from the cab. I'm going to believe this show. I like the notion that there was a, a like a PA in the cab with the camcorder that was like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell. Him. <laughs> yeah, we'll see like, where this yes, goes. This is gold. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how how far he makes it before he decides to turn around. This season, I'll get my Emmy. <laughs> Uh, and Jake, uh, how far did he make it before he? Oh my! <laughs> realized he... something was wrong. Well, actually, <laughs> maybe we should set it up before we get there, right? Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> there is this like, uh, um, in Appa, his boss or Jerry mm, or somebody yes. is like, like, not frantically, but you know, trying to get him on the radio quite a bit. A, a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not in like a cool radio way. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, not yeah, not casual. He's like genuinely worried. Yeah. I, I mean the radio chatter, you know, it's not like uh Alex copy <laughs> is yeah. like Alex Alex, are you there? Alex? <laughs> it's very it's very human. <laughs> yeah. Normally don't they have like call signs and numbers that they're like uh, 414 uh, bridger bridger this is tommy you know that's her code code sign tommy (laughs) his real name is dave but he likes the code sign tommy you know because dave thomas and then you turn that into tommy loves loves wendy's (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah so they're they're like very concerned. They don't 
do anything, but they are very worried. <laughs> yeah, we get a little bit of um, Alex like fucking around with his radio, realizing like, <laughs> what, what, do you oh remember what he what he said? Yeah, he's he's like so. They showed, uh, I think it is Jerry Dewsdall trying to get Alex on the radio. Then they cut back to Alex, and he's he's like what seems like randomly flipping switches and shit on this <laughs> on his radio. The voiceover is like, but Alex is not only lost, he's on the wrong radio channel. <laughs> and and Alex, um, yeah, Alex is like, there's a hundred blasted channels on here. He's like <laughs> confused by how many channels there are. and doesn't know. This is altogether a very un-Alex performance. Yes, very much. Like, did they not decide, hey, you want to be on channel 42? Right? Like, that seems like a simple thing. And it's certainly this far into the season, he should know what channel he's supposed to be on, right? Yeah, I mean, it, and especially given that, like, they're all working on this one, like, mission-critical project, I guess I, you, I would think that there would have been some very specific conversations about, like, how are we going to stay tight? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't, Alex, two episodes in a row, I feel like he's letting me down, so... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I will say one uh, fun thing about this Alex storyline is like the music underneath the action is outstanding. Yeah. Like right after they narrate him missing the turn, they cut to commercial, they come back and there's this like super dramatic, tense, like throbbing string thing happening, yes. and it rules. I was like, wow, the score for this episode is incredible. Yeah, man. Um, they did a lot of good tension building just with the music, which I feel yes. like that's a skill. Like to, I don't know, a good good job by the show for doing that. Good job to whoever did the score. Good work, folks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Honestly, overall, uh, we can talk about it later, but great app. Very I'm, good episode. Yeah. I'm happy with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. A lot of stuff here to love. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Hey, you know what, Graham? Yeah. This is a good show. It's a good show. <laughs> We're doing God's work. Not that people have seen this show. Hey, you know what else? I meant to tell you my mom was visiting this weekend. Ooh. And I walked downstairs to say goodnight to her because she was staying in our basement and she's got the TV on turn around. I'm like, huh, who's that on the TV? Rick Yem is up on the TV. No, she, she has told me in the past. She likes the TV show. Ice road truckers. When I told her about the podcast and she watches it sometimes she was here. She was using my Amazon prime, saw ice road truckers and was like, I'll watch whatever the next episode is. So Amazing. Like, you know, 10 minutes into this app. That's so good. Yeah. I mean, hey, on that note, had a couple of friends in from Chicago this weekend. <clears throat> um, Katie mentioned to them the the podcast. Yeah. And, and one of them is like, oh, yeah, I love Alex Dabigorski. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. 
I was like, whoa, what do you like about him? And, and he's, I think he said something along the lines of like, he's just a professional. He just does his job really well. Not a lot of drama. <laughs> <laughs> so like a real fan of the show. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, so great. P- they're, they're out there. The, the silent majority, Graham, is uh, out there <laughs> watching Ice Road Truckers. And we just got to reel them in. Yeah, I really approve of us using the moniker the silent majority for our uh for yeah. our special listeners out in, there. In in my world, which is now your world and our world, listener, that is all that the silent majority has ever meant <laughs> and ever will mean. So let's just use it that way. Yeah, absolutely. It's um uh I had bandied around um, another moniker in my head, which mm. is the Ice Roadheads, but uh, I like the <sighs> Silent Majority better. I don't love that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> you know, I think a good way for us to start um, kind of like taking space on this issue is anytime you hear someone say the Silent Majority, you yell back, everybody uncross your nuts. <laughs> and and we'll just that's how we'll start doing it yeah 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 yeah. all right so so let's uh, just make a pact response. now on that yeah the silent majority uh everybody uncross your nuts there you go there got it go. baby let's go <laughs> and and listeners if you send in a video of uh you shouting that in response to someone uh and they have to be sincere using the phrase the silent majority we will blast that out on every social media channel we have. We will do everything we can to amplify your correct, right choice. Yeah. <laughs> we'll Good. Amplify, yeah, we'll uh, amplify your voice on on that, you know. We'll signal boost that shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, man. <laughs> <laughs> So Alex, Alex. lost his balls. <laughs> He's gone. And we don't get a map. At no point are they like, hey, <laughs> here's a true. map showing this where the would turnoff. This so satisfying to see on a map. <laughs> they show plenty of maps in the episode oh of other God. people on the road, but right? never Alex and where he's like randomly heading off to. Yeah. And and so they, they let us know that Alex should have been in Aput six hours ago. <laughs> and at the time that they state that, he has not realized that he is has missed his turn. <laughs> and it just is mind-blowing. Because yeah. like Aput is a place other people have been. So it just seems so improbable that Alex would be like, well, shit, I haven't seen the turn, so I'm just going to keep on. Six hours ago. Yes. He should have arrived. Yes. So, so that means he continued driving for more than six hours after the turn. Well, how is that possible even? I think I think if the turn was at Aput, that's right. But I think maybe there's a couple hours. If you hit the turn, you still have a couple hours to go to get to Aput. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Okay, okay. And, that's and it took a couple hours to get to the turn. I'm guessing like, 
Does that make sense? I'm trying it to do the math really in my head. stretches. That's <laughs> great credibility. Should have been at output six hours ago. This is how much Alex loves trucking. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. And, and to you, he's just like, oh, I haven't seen the turn yet. Fuck it. Let's roll. If he should have been at output six hours ago, <laughs> and, he, and there's anything after that turnoff, <laughs> I can't do the math in my head. I'm I'm too dumb right now. <laughs> it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. But uh, he figures out, and he goes back, and he finds a turn, and then he gets stopped. But <laughs> it's, yeah. it's sort of a anticlimactic storyline. Yeah. But the tension they build along the Ooh. way. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Chef kiss. oh man yeah well it was good enough that they named the episode after after this situation lost on the ice right good stuff very good um what else do we have going on in this app should we talk uh uh two truck Derek? yes this is very good this is very good. This satisfied <laughs> my need of seeing just a big ass stuff hauled. Yeah, this this really delivered on the secret promise of the show because the overt promise is like it's a competition who makes the most money, but the secret promise is trucks. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are here to see like the money side of it. Some people here to see just the beauty of the great white North. Some people are here to just see big ass shit being hauled. And that's who I am. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's, it's actually interesting that this isn't like the, the theme and the title of the episode. Cause it's worthy of that level of like being spotlighted. Mm hmm. I wonder if it's because uh, our drivers here are not like any sort of recurring character. Yeah. Do you think that was a conversation that was had with like the trucking company owners and the production <laughs> crew? They were like, oh, we'd, hey, we'd love to see Hugh getting behind the wheel of one of these. And the, <laughs> but, you know, what's his name? Kirk, Kurt, Kurt and Jerry are just like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> under no circumstances <laughs> i wonder yeah or like you know we'll have alex here in just a minute he's our best <laughs> driver <laughs> he's gonna be here real He'll soon here real soon but you can trust him to not fuck this up <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that'd be so good oh man hey um another just uh, mind-blowing update for me. Jerry Dewsdall is our Jerry. What, he is what he... the he's the Jerry from the intro to the show. You know how for four <gasps> episodes what? we've been like, who is Jerry and when he's gonna when he's gonna come in? What? That's the Jerry. Yeah. You are blowing my mind. I you know how I found out? 
I wanted to look. <laughs> this is a, <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> this is a wild tangent. I wanted to look at the ratings for the various episodes because I thought this mm. one was good. Uh, and so I was like Googling uh, season two. Um, and there's a review of the entire season by some person. She gave it three and a half stars and talked about how it compares to the first season. Okay. Uh, but when you like go into the review and read through it, she talks about the returning characters. And then she says, uh, talks about Eric. And then she talks about Jerry Doosdall. Wow. And I was like, no, there's no way I would know. I went back and I watched. <laughs> no. <laughs> I watched yeah. the intro and it's confusing because it's a guy driving a truck, but he's got like a hat on and uh-huh. it's not his like hat with the helmet that he's normally wearing. Yeah. And he's like inside a truck. So it just completely fooled my brain. But whoa, it just does not look like him at all in the intro. I love that. <laughs> I love that we're broadening the sort of we're 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 zooming out a little bit we're taking more characters into the aperture so now it's not just that the drivers are the stars of the show yeah but like let's get those legit let's get the management layer in huh i know right let's get those logistics boys so to that point do we know specifically what jerry doosdall no idea job is Is he, I think he's either like a road safety guy or a coordinator. I think he maybe it's just as a coordinator. I think he's like a coordinator. He, I think he's this season's version of my new friend. <laughs> yes. Whose name I forgot Rick, tragically. Rick Fitch. Rick Fitch. <laughs> That's right. My new friend, Rick Fitch. <laughs> Was it my new hero, Rick Fitch? Um, I remember holding him in high esteem. He can be both. <laughs> he is my new hero <laughs> friend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah I think that's Jerry's Jared deal. Man, yeah. Doosdall is such an awesome name. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> he got into the intro based on name alone, I think. <laughs> yeah, they were like, we got to get this dude. <clears throat> so, And one of the first things that even happens in this episode is Jerry Doosdall, like, talks about this two two truck rig thing and gives what i thought was an extraordinarily dumbass explanation that then (laughs) turned out to be far more interesting (laughs) but they're talking about this rig you know it's like a big oil derrick kind of thing yeah and normally they break it in half but they can't do that so they just got to do it all move it all at once Mm-hmm. And so he, he says, one truck is the truck and one truck is the trailer. We call it two trucking. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, Jerry? <laughs> that sounds fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah, it, it really did. <laughs> no, man, trucks is trucks. <laughs> but you know what? I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it turns out uh, it is like as dumb as that sounds, fairly complicated it's and complicated and brilliant and an elegant dance. Yeah, it is very much an elegant dance, mm-hmm. and one of the trucks is the trailer. Yeah, is he was exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> every word he said was a hundred percent true. So 
do you want to try to explain the logistics of what they did? Sure. Sure. Okay. So, okay. You have to picture, listener, <laughs> one truck uh, in a normal configuration. Yep. Where the, the front, the, the truck with its cab faces mm-hmm. in the direction that it goes. And behind that is the trailer, <laughs> and the trailer carries loads. And in this case, the load is like one end of, was it like a 170 foot tall structure? It's Some wild. 17 stories tall is what they said at the end. Okay. So, like, yeah. it a big boy. A real big boy. <laughs> so, on the other, so, and, and you know, you know how long trailer is, listener. Trailer is not 17 stories long, right? No, no, no. So trailer ends, and then there is a lot of nothing. <laughs> there is a lot of nothing. And then at the near the end of this derrick, the back ass end, now is a truck with the trailer facing forward. Yeah. So the, the derrick is resting on the trailer, And what brings up the end of this uh, train is a backwards-facing truck. So there's the driver in the front is, like, driving it forward. The driver in the back has the truck in neutral. And he is, like, driving, looking over his shoulder and in (laughs) his mirrors the whole time, uh, like making little adjustments to like steer the back end and making sure that shit doesn't fly off. <laughs> uh, and inc- it rules. Incredibly impressive. Yeah. I was s- truly stunned that, yeah. that like this works and I cannot imagine the skill it requires. Did you get the feeling that the reverse guy, I mean, Ford, Ford driver guy, you know, I couldn't do that job, but, you know, I, I don't think that as much skill is required there as reverse driver guy. Oh, my God. Is he is he steering as well the whole time? Right? Yes. A lot of it, I think, is is just um, he, he you know, it's not like he's the like the dude at the end of the fire truck, you know, like actively steering the (laughs) corner but it does he is like making corrections and like engaged the whole time and i mean i can't even back something up with a trailer on it so if (laughs) i were doing this like three seconds after we started moving everything would be on its side (laughs) (laughs) and they do plenty of cgi of this particular oh, situation today. where it's like if this goes wrong it's all over and then everything topples over and both trucks and the derrick go through the ice if uh-huh. this goes wrong, and then the same thing over and over but <laughs> uh so we get a pretty good view of what could go wrong yes um i don't want this to be mean but this reverse driver guy <laughs> he I think, honestly, I think they found the perfect guy for this because I think his head could just perfectly spin like a top on top of 360 degrees. This man had had no neck. <laughs> and if you can imagine a person's shoulders going perfectly from the width of their shoulders 
in a triangle to the top of their head, and that's just some form of meat kind of forming <laughs> a meat, a meat mountain, a meat cone. Oh man, uh, this guy. Uh, <laughs> I was actually, and what really struck me is so the two of these drivers like flipped a coin to see who would drive frontwards and who would drive backwards. Yeah. And the, I kind of expected the backwards guy would be like, this sucks. I've got a crick in my neck. Like yeah. it's a pain in my ass is so hard. And he seemed totally chill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. I mean, it, it must've been hours looking over your yes. shoulder. Yeah. Unreal. I, can you imagine if Rick and Drew were the two drivers? <laughs> no. Yeah, they absolutely would, not. Disaster. They would die immediately. <laughs> oh, man. oh, man. Yeah. So there is like a kind of a close call, I guess, as this this train is, is heading up. Do you want to comment there? on this? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, they really try to build up some suspense about, like, there are these trucks coming the other way, and boy, do they want to talk about waves. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) This thing is very heavy, right? And so um, it's going to make big waves, and if other trucks are coming, they have waves too. And so they really could fracture the ice and have a big issue if they manage to have a situation where they passed each other, both going full speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, why would that ever happen? If you have both have radios in your car and are, are using them should never happen. But I'll tell you sh- why Graham, cause there's a hundred fucking channels on these damn things <laughs> 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 and no one can figure out how to use them. <laughs> it's just, it's just like, I don't know. Well, st- if you're worried about it, stop your, truck and let them go by or anyway if only there were like a crude signaling device (laughs) that could transmit not even information but i i guess a datum in between (laughs) one truck and another truck if if only that existed (laughs) just yeah some morse code to the other guy just stop yeah, <laughs> I just I did I don't know how they could have been concerned that this was actually somebody would have to be so negligent, right, for this to actually fuck up. But anyway, the voiceover guy would made us very you know very clear that it was another close call. <laughs> I mean, this is classic ice road trucker yeah. like. Uh, like false i don't know like missing the real drama and instead <laughs> inventing something false right yes. like scene one alex drives out onto only 140 inches of ice <laughs> scene two now with only six thousand inches of ice between him and the lake alex keeps rolling it's like <laughs> you can't just put only in front of a situation <laughs> and it becomes dangerous <laughs> Oh man, they are so horny to talk about these waves. Yes, <laughs> like there are like seven separate explanations of the waves, and like this is episode six. We know about the waves. We have been watching every episode 
we've you've talked about these waves so many. I've watched twenty hours of this show. I know about the waves. <laughs> every person who's watching this has watched every episode. We're huge fans. Come on, we love it. <laughs> oh man, it is it is wild. But so you know they 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 uh, escape danger <laughs> and they deliver the thing and it's fine. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, should we talk about the boys who are not fine? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, which of our fail sons do we want to bring up first here? I think we gotta talk about Ice Road Rick first. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so they there was a confusing statement made about Rick. Hmm. The voiceover said, "I thought said something along the lines of." Like Rick's been sidelined by his employer, um, which to me meant that his employer had told him, like, you're not allowed to drive for us anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so that's like where we last left off with Rick. He was like waiting for his truck to get fixed and just un- unrepentant about his very bad driving. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh in this episode, he's still waiting, but but now there's, you know, I thought that they were saying, like, his employer concluded that he's, they did say this, right? That yeah. he is, like, a worse driver because he breaks the trucks more, yes. which seems pretty fact-based. Yeah. <laughs> and specifically three trucks, which <laughs> I thought at the end of see episode four he had broken one truck well he he damaged well he drove off the road on his way up i don't know that that really counts as breaking anything yeah and i suppose that was the employer's truck he didn't Mm -hmm. own that truck right okay yep so that's one the oil pan is one Mm -hmm. what was what's the third truck so this is where I think we missed something in episode oh. five. Yeah. They gave him a truck and he fucking <laughs> broke it right away. I think Rick. So. <laughs> Come buddy. on, Rick, dude, bud. You're Damn, better than that. That's rough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Okay. So uh, so that's I guess the setup. That that's what I'm taking it as, right? And so yeah. He is very upset. Like mm-hmm. Rick is very upset about, I guess, his employer treating him bad, even though, my man, you can't break three trucks and not get your employer mad at you. Yeah. Yeah. And the other, I guess the other piece is that, and it seems like this was an episode five happening. I guess his employer like talked shit about him on the radio. I guess so. Um, yeah, again, we missed that. Yeah. And so Rick, so that happened. And so Rick is like upset about kind of the respect, like not, he feels disrespected. And he also keeps saying that he's being treated differently from everyone else. And he just wants to be treated the same. Mm-hmm. And I honestly do not know what he means by that. <laughs> I, I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a compelling thing to say. I get it. 
but I don't know how that relate how that sentiment relates to this situation. <laughs> yeah. And again, maybe we missed something, but it really doesn't make a lot of sense because my dude, you messed up. You you yeah, you messed up 3 times. <laughs> you have you have a pattern of messing up. Yeah. And and just unrepentant. There's there's it's not cut with some measure of like yeah, I guess I still have some things to learn or something. It's it's just wholly on them. <laughs> mhm. Mm mm -hmm. Yeah, and he so he calls Hugh. Yes. And to talk it out with Hugh because Hugh he loves Hugh still, even though <laughs> what happened last or last season. Against all evidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He still looks up to Hugh, and so he calls Hugh to get, I guess, advice or maybe just to complain. Yeah. I this this was like a genuinely touching moment. Because yeah. as Rick was getting ready to call him, like I, I don't know. To me, it looked like he was like almost ready to cry. His voice was cracking. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it made me think about in the coffee house episodes when Rick was like, "Sometimes I just need a hug." I was like, "Ah, <laughs> Rick! Rick needs a hug from his friend right now." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's a. It seems like I mean they edited it, the conversation a lot, but. It yeah. seemed like it was probably a somewhat lengthy conversation because they he touched on all the you know various topics. Yeah, and Hugh is standing outside for the entire conversation, <laughs> and it's got to be negative forty. Hugh, Hugh could not be more disengaged. <laughs> Do you remember? I didn't write it down, but Hugh, after he got off the phone, was very dismissive of Rick. Yep, totally. Yeah, he was like, well, it's, it's that time of year. Like, this is when Rick quits and, and goes home, which sucks. You know, yeah. like, the whole thing sucks. It's like Rick is in a bad situation, largely of his own making. That's totally fair. Mm -hmm. He is, he wants to call his friend. His friend, yeah. Right? I think partly to get to vent, which yeah. he says. Mm-hmm. It seems like he also wants some advice, but then he doesn't really ask for advice. Mm -hmm. And Hugh, I don't think Rick's like a little bit of a softy, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Hugh isn't really able to kind of engage with like, hey, man, I know this is how you're feeling, but like here, here's how I would think about how to make it better. So instead, he basically is just like, walk it off. Yeah. <laughs> If he even said that, that would have been better because it would have yeah. acknowledged that there's some kind of distress. <laughs> I don't think he even acknowledged it. I don't remember him yeah. even being like, hey, man, it'll be all right. Yeah. He was just like, well, at least you're not going home. Yeah. Wh whatever well, that means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. So he, Rick, I mean, God, I just have to imagine that felt so deflating. Yeah. Yeah, you got to feel for him. Yeah. Oh, so that that sucks. Mm -hmm. Um. So Rick. Okay, so then Rick's truck gets fixed. So I guess he's not like suspended or whatever. <laughs> uh, but he is 
pissed because he's driving a load of garbage to the dump. Yeah. And um, he is he does like a Drew level job of being like petty and pissy and doing a shitty job of this. Like he refuses to get out of the truck to like help unjam stuff when he's dumping it <laughs> and just is so like thinks he's better than this. Yeah. He also uh, is driving the thing and hits huge bump while he's driving. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> One of his other trucks already. I don't know. Rick. But yeah, he has such a shit attitude about yeah. driving. Yeah. Just like, uh, just like Drew. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's wild. This is the worst shit attitude we've seen from Rick. Yes. Totally By agree. By far. We've, we've seen Rick be upset, um, resentful, like angry, but we've never really seen him be petty before. Yes. And this felt like petty. Yeah, like petty and entitled. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so I hope he I hope he pulls himself out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, I do feel like at some point it would be nice to catch up on that last app and see what the circumstances were that led him to this level of being upset. Because at least in season one, when he quit, it was it seemed fairly justified, like his truck the heat was just not getting fixed yeah and he several times attempted to address it yeah pretty uh, pretty clumsily mm -hmm. but he tried several times yeah here it just seems like something happened and he broke yeah and maybe it's just like he can't take uh you know the credit for his own misdeeds yeah he's just not capable know. of it so whatever yeah. so it's it's rough stuff yeah um we got drew still <laughs> In incredibly <laughs> somehow he is still there woof and he's back driving the cube truck oh and a forklift yeah but yeah, they do show him briefly early on in the episode driving the box truck. Yes. Oh, which Hugh makes fun of him for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and Drew, like it's Drew, Drew just has this gift for being able to generate text strings that like don't don't make sense if you try to compare them against other things he's said or done in the past. Yeah. But like, kind they kind of make sense decontextualized. So, like, they the show shows Hugh talking shit about Drew, mm -hmm. and then cuts to Drew, and what does Drew say? Drew says, oh, I don't have to do the whole trip on the ice roads. To me, it's not just about driving on the ice. <laughs> it's the whole northern experience. <laughs> it's like an incredible reframe like yeah. god level <laughs> the whole northern experience i really want to be like what experience is that 
is that the part where you like shittily work and then you i guess sit in a trailer or a hotel like what's what's the experience when did he have this like magic epiphany about like <laughs> enjoying things to me we're all if you think about it we're all just kind of trucking through man <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's fucked up and it's so self-serving. Um, but you know, he's back on his old tricks because they show him like loading a snowmobile onto a truck yeah. and then he gets the with, with his little forklift. Right? <laughs> yeah, with his Which little forklift. <laughs> he has another great line, not quite as great as that, but he's on his little forklift. And once again, this is not a big forklift. This is the aisles of the Home Depot forklift. (laughs) You know, little guy. Uh, I don't have to be a big macho or. Yeah. I don't have a big macho image about needing to be a truck driver. I'll drive anything. And he's tooting around on the little forklift. You see, I have a forklift license. I was trained and certified. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so he's using this forklift to load a snowmobile on, and then he gets the forklift stuff stuck. It and like I'm not a certified forklift operator, and as I mentioned, I I like cannot drive something like a trailer that's hitched up to a car car or something i would fuck that up but i looked at how drew was was like had the wheels positioned on that forklift and before he tried to move it i thought he's fucked and then he kept (laughs) spinning the wheels and digging in i think kind of intentionally to like make a joke out of it and he keeps like yelling to his coworker kelly for like things that he needs and like if i was kelly i would be so over this dude so he's like kelly i got it stuck very like fuck you cartman playing video games downstairs (laughs) mom (laughs) mom Oh my God. It's mom yeah and he i mean is some dumbass driving like he he knows how to drive other things right like he knows that that would immediately result in getting stuck in other things so why not a forklift which doesn't look like it has real aggressive tread <laughs> <laughs> oh man um he moments before this is also um on the forklift he sees kelly which <laughs> is kelly the guy that he was who was training him when he got all sick <gasps> in the cab is that Kelly? Oh my God. If that's true, I feel so bad for Kelly. <laughs> I think it is. Oh my God. That's terrible. Kelly's so good. Kelly yeah. could be one of the dudes driving the two truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelly. Kelly. Um... Oh no. What did Kelly do to deserve this? <laughs> yep. So Kelly was the guy who was in oh, the cab God. when drew was like i gotta lay down in the back (laughs) oh my god unbelievable so drew is on that little forklift tooting around and he yells to kelly something about like 
we're, we're going to drag race these forklifts, dude. Oh my God, you're right. And yes. then it's like, he said something about pimp my forklift, get a nice flame <sighs> job, nitrous. And he's like goofing off, joking around, spinning the little forklift around. <laughs> and then a big oh, surprise, gets he gets it stuck. it stuck and treats it all as a joke and screams Dumbass. at Kelly to get <laughs> Wait, get out. Just get, he, he's like 50 yards away. Walk over to him and ask for help. Yeah. Or push the thing. It weighs like, 300 pounds max this thing is not it's like the work of it can't be heavy yeah put some chains on like you can't tell me that there's not like a trash can full of sand or grit there that he yeah. can't just fucking throw that down but that's not how drew rolls drew's a drew's a little silly boy oh my god i i can't wait i i was i've enjoyed drew i'm ready for him to go oh absolutely absolutely i half expect like there to be a shot where like some executive flies in and is sitting across the table from drew and is like we're trying to make a serious show about like (laughs) adults doing work and you can't be part of that (laughs) there is some nice i will say there's some nice comic relief to the contrast of alex and eric and like the serious truckers doing serious things to cut the editing is good to cut to <laughs> to drew in a tiny forklift tooting around talking about how important his job is it is an it is incredible yeah yeah it just sucks it just man i feel so bad for kelly <laughs> <laughs> kelly was so good it was. And he tried so hard yeah Oof! And now he's got to deal with this dude. Like, what a <laughs> what a just iron around his neck. Oh man. Oh uh, man. Well, speaking of people who like know their shit and do a great job, mm-hmm. can we talk about Isabel? Yes. Yeah. Tell us who Isabel is. So Isabel is the like engineer who is running the radar mm-hmm. over the ice road in advance of this move from Aput to Langley to like uh, analyze the thickness and make sure that it's adequate for what they're going to do. And so, you know, we get kind of the same explanation that we've had several times before of like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's this radar and here's how we read it. And then it helps us understand what the ice thickness is. Mm -hmm. But a couple interesting things this time around are like, um, they it's in this like really interesting toboggan kind of device Mm -hmm. uh and she shares that the actual radar is like the size of a dime yeah and the rest of this enormous igloo cooler is just filled with like insulation yeah that was super interesting and then her like her, her uh like tone of voice and just like mannerisms are just so impeccably professional. Yes. <laughs> it's incredible. Legit. I was like, oh, I could listen to this on loop as like an ASMR track. <laughs> I was so impressed with her. Yeah. Um, and where I think any other person in the show, given the same job as her to explain what the radar is, what they would have done is shown us the sled, shown us, you know, 
they would have pointed at him and been like, well, that's a radar and it goes this far deep and it's cost this much money. And <laughs> yeah, try to make it sound like technologically cool. But what she does is she like probably because she's actually interested in it, cares about it, opens yeah. it up and it's like, check this out. It's actually only this big and the rest is just like protection and insulation and then uh, she's like, come look at the radar. And then these are the layers here. And this is how it changes. And this is what it means. And like, it's like, oh, she absolutely knows her shit. And she is explaining it to us like we are capable adults instead of toddlers. Yeah. Yeah. Do she's you... not like trying to make it sound cool. She's like, nope. Trying to teach. Yes. Which results in it sounding fucking extremely cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's um I I think it's really interesting that like there aren't that many women who appear on this series mm-hmm. and all of them are fucking great. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe part of that is just like we see no women in the show and so anytime one shows up, I'm just totally on their side immediately. I think that, I mean, that is true. Yeah. But I also think that just objectively, they are more professional <laughs> and competent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's definitely right? true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's interesting. I think there's a lot to unpack there. Um, but, but you cannot, that's just a fact. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, Maybe, maybe because uh, it is like harder for them in some senses. And so they like work harder. And so the byproduct is that they, they like have really earned that knowledge and like competence and like way of self-presenting. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. Like each woman that's shown up on the show has been, you know, at least as good, or it seems like every case more competent and professional than their male counterpart. Yes. Yeah, so I hope she comes back. I'd love to see more of Isabel. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, uh, any any other highlights or cool shit? Um, <laughs> Q is stuck in Inovic. He's he says that he's a yard boy today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just like walking walking around getting the other trucks ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a highlight just that it was interesting that like he gets kind of sidelined like each of the characters so far except maybe alex has been like sidelined to do busy work at one yeah. point or another so interesting yeah also there is a detail that hugh shared in there too that like i think um maybe unpacked a little bit of the status dynamics where he was like, because I'm not like, I don't have a truck. And so like, I don't have a place to keep all of my shit. So like, I've got some of my stuff, you know, in this truck over here, I've got some of it like in this building over here, I've got some other of it, like at the hotel. <clears throat> and that sucks, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I can appreciate how there's this sort of just like abstract, probably, um, sense, sense of pride. I imagine mm-hmm. that like, you know, Hugh and these other guys have around like, that's my truck. I drive on the ice. It's like pretty badass. It's pretty hard. The fact yeah. that I do it is like cool. But also, um, that's their home. 
and so it makes sense that it is it, it just like raises the stakes i guess on, mm-hmm. on that kind of distinction that like it's not just a pride thing it's like actually materially about how they live their days yeah totally um yeah i mean if your home is your truck it's like you it makes sense that that is what you came there to do and not only is it yeah a pride but this is where you live also so i should be in my truck yep shouldn't be out doing this other bs (laughs) word do we know um how many of the trucks that these guys are driving are their own versus owned by the company? It seems like at least this season, maybe Hugh has his own truck, and I don't think anyone else has like came up there with their own truck uh, of our returning characters. I wonder if Hugh does. Yeah. That's an interesting question. Yeah. If he does, then why isn't that where all his shit is? I agree. And one thing that I would like from the show a little bit more is a little bit more insight into what it is like as a trucker. Yeah. Like where, like the logistics of I need to shower. Where do I go shower? Yeah. I need to eat food. Where do I go eat food? They're not like eating, showering, using the bathroom in their truck. Like where do all of these other sorted things happen? How much time are they spending not in the truck? Yeah. I mean, it seems like there's some sort of like locker room almost situations. Mm -hmm. And let's not forget that sometimes you can just stand on the running boards of your truck and piss off the side into the wind. (laughs) Forgot about that. So you got that. (laughs) You don't need a bathroom. (laughs) Just shit out the side of your truck. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Good stuff. Very good stuff. All right. Well, listeners, thank you for joining us on this incredible journey. Don't watch episode five. It's gone. It's lost to us. We're not going to look for it. (laughs) Just move on with your life. Do move on to rate and review us on your podcast of choice and get at us on social media. We're at Few Who Dare. Send us those videos of you shouting on everybody on Cross Your Nuts whenever someone says Silent Majority. Um, <laughs> if you've got other content, send it along too. I don't know. Maybe it's funny. We'll see. Um, and most importantly, if you liked this, if you had fun, please tell a friend. Absolutely. Um, my beautiful listeners out there, I love you. Hang mm. loose. Keep on ice road trucking.